No, I didn't actually attempt. Um, I haven't gotten to that point, I guess. The courage, the strength that it takes to be open and honest about this. Instead of just, you know, blaming myself that he's not here anymore. Uh, I was prepared to shoot myself. Um, and I called my family to sort of say goodbye. To be honest, I was scared reaching out for help because I was like, this could totally ruin my career. Somebody to have a more proactive approach and that he was coming to me to be that person. They found him and he committed suicide. I just started screaming. I just felt responsible. Hello everyone, I am Tim Lawson, host and founder of the One Too Many Veteran Suicide Podcast and Project. This week I talk with Marine veteran Chris Van Etten, who lost both of his legs in combat, actually lost them to an IED, and he talks to us about the struggles he went through um, after returning from deployment and through his recovery and some guilt that he was going through. Chris and I also talk about empathy, repurposing, mentorship. We really hit on sort of the key parts of this project um, and just sort of by form. I mean, this is actually one of the interviews that, uh, that I did that really uh, helped me develop those ideas and realize that those are the common themes. So, uh, you know, without further ado, my, my interview with Marine veteran Chris Van Etten, I'll follow up afterwards uh, with some more reflections. Well, I mean, I, I do have a personal experience, not something that, to be completely honest, I've ever really talked about, except to maybe, like, a friend and just, like, I guess to show them that, like, we've all had hard times. Right. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm by all means, I'm, I'll share it. I have no no problem sharing it. I've I've had friends that have a couple that have done it, and a few that I've tried. Um. So I mean, let's you know, let's let's start with your personal experience. Was it uh, was it something that stemmed from um from from your injury? Um. Yeah. I mean, it it was because of my injury. It's what happened, and it was just a whole bunch of things that kind of manifested from it. It kind of came on. I mean, I was I was going through some things in the very beginning. Well, and when I say that, I mean like maybe two or three months after my injury, things had calmed down, quieted down. They, uh, you know, I wasn't so focused on like trying to walk, and you know, I, I wasn't always just being bombarded. So when I had time to think, like I think back to that night and one of the biggest thing that I have from that night was this, I guess, this sense of guilt for, for my friend, you know, my, my brother TJ passing that night. And, um, I just, I, I, for a long time, I carried that weight and I still do to this day. But for a long time, I carried that weight because, you know, he died on me, the IED that I stepped on. And so for a long time, I blamed myself for his death and, you know, told myself if it wouldn't have been for me, he'd still be alive. And so that ate at me for a long time. And then when my other buddy passed, um, after I got injured and I heard about it for some reason, even though deep down I knew that I, it was 
you know, I couldn't have done anything. That sense of like, well, I should have been there, I guess, just kind of ate at me. And um, one night I was just, I had a, like a mental breakdown. And, um, you know, they, you know, I'm all on all sorts of drugs at the time, you know, pain medicine. And yeah. I just remember it was just, I like just poured out all of the pain meds that I had. And I was just, just so tempted to just swallow them all and be done with everything just to get the thoughts and everything just out of my head I just I, like I just remember holding them in my hand and everything I don't know like I, I don't know where this like calm I, mean, I guess this calming sensation came over me it's just like telling me that everything was going to be all right and that I just needed to keep going I don't know so so you didn't um you didn't actually attempt then no, I didn't actually attempt. I haven't gotten to that point, I guess. Do you, you know, you mentioned that this, uh, this, this comes from like a sense of guilt. Um, you know, and, and you said, you know, you still suffer a little bit to this day. Is it, is it as strong or is it sort of like you just, you know, it's there and you just have to deal with it or has it, does it torment you in the same way as it used to? Well, I mean, you know, every time I think about, TJ, the course that thought comes into my mind and, you know, it, it, it hurts. Um, but now instead of feeling like, you know, I messed up somehow or whatever, I try to use that to live my life for him. Yeah. Instead of just you know, blaming myself that he's not here anymore. Did, um, so you were able to sort of talk yourself out of it. And so did you feel, um, you know, when it was done, did, did you feel the need that you needed to like talk? You, you mentioned you didn't really talk much about this. So did this like scare you at all? Or were you able to calm yourself enough to sort of just move on? I mean, I mean yeah, it, it scared me in the beginning. The fact that I had gotten to that stage, but after a while I, I was able to calm myself down and move on because, you know, I, I didn't talk to my friends about this incident, but, but, you know, I would talk to my buddies about, you know, the things that were bothering me. We, you know, just kind of try and, you know, we'd, we'd help each other out, you know, that. Like yeah. camaraderie, you know, we, uh, all, all the, all, especially the Wounded Warriors, we had a great, uh, counselor. His name was, uh, Jack Lyon. He was an old Vietnam vet, gone through some amazing things and some not so amazing things in his lifetime. Has experienced all sorts of ups and downs, but he was always there to talk to and just him being there and listening. A world of difference. Was it, um, so it was almost like it was empathy that was really working for you, being able to talk to people who had similar experiences, both from the counselor and and your and your other brethren. Exactly. Yeah, it was just being. You know, that's one of the biggest things I've noticed, especially seeing it with a lot of my buddies, is going back to that guilt thing. With a lot of guys have like a survivor's guilt, where. Or they don't understand why they made it and their friends didn't, you know, yeah. why their bro 
others didn't make it and it it tears at a lot of people you know i saw it with a bunch of you know especially guys in my squad and one of my best friends he he went down a really dark road because he you know he felt like he should have been there even though it wasn't his fault at all he uh you know he went down that road too and luckily he was make it able to make it out the other side as well but um just being there having someone there to talk to i think helped out a lot um for not you know for not only me but a lot of other guys as well yeah I know when I when you and I talked for the Veteran Empire podcast, you sort of taught you sort of had that same um, enlightenment when you started getting involved with, um, you know, with role, you know, with the, being a role model and and doing these um, doing some of these this modeling work you've been doing. Um, has that helped at all? Being able to sort of repurpose your life and and being able to sort of look at more constructive things to be doing. Oh, definitely. I know. When I got out of the Marine Corps, and I, and that's another thing, I'm glad you brought that up because that's another big topic is, uh, guys who are getting out finding, I guess, a purpose, a sense, you know, a reason as to why they're here. You know, you're in the military, you know what your job is, you know why you're there. When you get up, it's a question of, of okay, now what'll do? And, um, you know, you don't have your buddies there all the time like you used to. Yeah. And it, it gets hard. I know. When I got out, there is, it was a different lifestyle than what I thought it was going to be. Um, again, I, I, I didn't go as far down a deep road as that I did that one time, but I, I did get, after I got out, I went into like a, like a pretty depressive state. I, like everything that I thought I had worked through or I'd gotten pretty close towards working through, just came back tenfold. Uh, I was living back in St. Louis at the time, and uh, I completely shut myself away from society. And like, I'd go and hang out with friends, but I could tell I was just like, I, I couldn't connect with any, anybody. I, was, I had friends, but I didn't, you know, I, I wanted to be by myself a lot. Yeah. And, well, I, I, you know, I talked to Miley, um, and she took, mm-hmm. she told me a story about one of her friends. And how he would always sort of gripe that, um, that, you know, deployment was easier than real life. You know, that it was easier to go through the structured day of being in Iraq and Afghanistan than it was to try to, like, be on, on the other side, like being back home where you have to, like, where you're responsible for your own time. And you have you have to find ways to fill the day and ways to be constructive and um, how a lot of veterans, you know, when they get out, they they anticipate a sense of like relief and liberation um, and actually start feeling more anxiety and stress because, you know, now they're responsible for all the aspects that were once just taken care of for them in the military. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Yeah. I tell my friends all the time, like I miss you know, being in Afghanistan, and I know a lot of my, a lot of my other friends do too. It is simpler. It's a lot simpler. It's you know, you have, you know, what you're supposed to do. Um, you know that you okay at this time. I have to go out and patrol. You hang out with your friends. All those stressors of life, I guess, are put on pause for the most part. I mean, you still have to deal with, with 
you know, like financial issues, um, you know, family, girlfriend, whatever issues that you have, but those almost take a back seat when you're out there because those, you know, they're not in your face 24 seven when you're out there. It's, it's your guys, it's the patrols, it's your job is what comes, you know, what's important. It just makes life a whole lot simpler. So when people get back and they have to get reintroduced into, I guess, modern society, it, it, it can be extremely and a huge burden for a lot of people. When you, after you came back from, you know, from the deployment that cost you your legs, did, was the Marine Corps proactive on, on your mental health? Yes. Um, they, they did do a lot to, you know, it, you're, you're required to talk to a therapist. Um, you, they, they make sure that if you need anything, like they give you all those, like the suicide hotlines and the, um, you know, your own therapist to talk to and like all sorts of re- outreach programs. Um, so they were in, it, it wasn't so much the, man, I mean, the Marine Corps is good about it too, but when I got injured, that's when wounded warriors took over. And so the wounded warriors themselves were really, the whole program was really good on making sure that I had some sort of outreach program but like i said before the biggest help was just you know the the old vietnam vet who was just there to listen if you yeah. needed it yeah and i think you know that's um and i i'm starting to you know after doing about a dozen of these interviews so far you know i'm starting to see themes you know across people's stories and what's working and what's not and it really seems like um, the stigma of weakness is the threat. Um, that seems to be um, the reason why people aren't reaching out when they should be. Um, and then recovery seems to be paired with empathy. Um, having just even one person being able to empathize with, with you on like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been in that dark place before too. Um, you know, or, or I, I've experienced that same guilt, that same depression. And then also like the, the repurposing of the veteran seems to be sort of the step, you know, past that. Um, and it's, it's interesting that like, if, if I'm seeing these themes with, you know, 12 to 15 interviews that I've done and it's so common, like it's, it still blows my mind that we can't comfortably have these conversations yet to, to be more proactive and to intervene more. Uh, in the lives of veterans who may be experiencing suicidal behavior. Yeah, no, and I agree because there's I, there's that stigma of weakness, like oh, if you talk about your problems and you know you're, or if you admit that you've had these problems and you know you're weak in some way, which shouldn't be the case at all. Um, yeah, I mean absolutely, and it's um, like I like I mentioned to Miley and like I mentioned to another guy I talked to on Friday. Um, you know, the military, I think, just needs to start to realize not just like the not just the military in general, but like specific, you know, commanders and um, COs, first sergeants that like you can have an emotion. You can have someone who's who's dealing with some some serious mental issues or some or just has like a lot of emotion that they need to sort of vent to someone and they can still accomplish a mission. You know, and I think that's that's the thing that we need to start realizing is just because. 
a Marine admits that he's suffering from PTSD doesn't mean he can't still be a productive Marine. Um, and that, you know what I mean? He can still work in the shop. He can still hit the field. You have to be aware of what his, what his condition may be. And, you know, maybe that limits what he can or can't do, but that doesn't mean that he can't be a valid, um, you know, um, a vital asset, uh, you know, to the, to the overall mission. Yeah, exactly. No, I agree a hundred percent. I feel like, you know, it's, it's, it's good that people want to reach out and everything. Um, and that they, they try, but like you said, there's, you know, common things with it. And I feel like, and, you know, going back to the sense of purpose, like when I've kind of found my sense of purpose, you know, helping people and trying to either get them into fitness or just, you know, overall, just a better way of living, you know, that's when things really started taking a turn for the better. So you give someone a purpose or you, you know, you show them that they're here for a reason along with giving them some, you know, someone to talk to who does understand what you're going through. Like, you'll be amazed with just those two things right there would do for somebody. Yeah, and um, absolutely. Yeah, I just, I know that those are the two biggest assets, just having somebody there and then having a reason, you know, showing, proving to, you know, myself that I was here for a reason. And there's a reason why, you know, I I didn't die that night or, you know, that like I'm still alive today. Right. Are you still, do you still do any sort of counseling at this point? I mean, I don't have any, like, any sort of degree in it, but, you know, if, if somebody needs to come up and I try my hardest to, you know, especially like with the followers and everything, I'll get emails and I'll get messages of people who are having problems and I'll do my best to keep up with them, uh, sure. try to help out. And if somebody, you know, I've had one, once or twice where someone will come up to me, you know, they'll talk to me, ask me, okay, how do I lose my legs and everything? And I'll tell them. Yeah. And then I, I don't know if that, there's them that they can confide in me or what, but you know, I'll, I'll, I've had like an hour, hour long conversations with people like at the airport or something where they just unload all their problems on me. And it, it makes me feel good knowing that people can confide. So I, I love to help out in any way I can, even if I technically, I guess, could be considered a professional in it. Yeah. Um, are, are you personally doing any counseling? Like, uh, are you, are you reaching out to any? Are you doing any more sessions, um, like for your own personal counseling, or are you are you done with that? No, I'm 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 done with that. I uh, I mean, you know, I if I have something that I need to talk to, I know who I you know who I can go to, right? Uh, myself, because we all we all still have problems. I I think you know Chris makes a lot of good points there, and you know the his his recall of what happened when he was deployed is is obviously moving but i think really the most important thing that he said there was right there at the end that we all still have problems and i think that it's 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 important for of course for us to remember that uh you know moving past this solving these issues addressing them whatever you know however what we're doing to grow emotionally and and mentally and just recovering from whatever trauma or or dark space that we're in you know, it 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 may not come back in the same way. It may not be the same thing. But I mean, we're gonna encounter more problems, and it's it's. I think it's important to remember that 
be, I think it's important to remember that not to get discouraged when when it comes back again or when you start when you identify another problem or if you're struggling getting out of your own space but you see your friends are they're recovering but i think it's important to remember that you know it's not it's not you know um you just don't drift off into this you know this land of hummingbirds and rainbows and all of a sudden have like this perfect life i mean you are going to experience challenges and you you know your challenges are going to be you know, obviously coming out of the military, and if you're if you're suffering from PTSD of some sort, you know it's, they're going to be harder. They're going to be this can be more challenging to deal with. But you know, the, they're going to be there, and you just have to address them and move forward and and know where your outlets are. You know, Chris mentions that you know he knows who he can who he can talk to, and that's really um, you know it's really important. And I know that it's helping him uh, both grow and recover mentally and emotionally as a person. The resource uh, for for this for this show is actually going to be my own video, and because I think that you know I really I want to the purpose of this resource is is a uh, is a couple things. One, um, I want to sort of show the roots of the you know the ideas of empathy, renewed purpose, mentorship as I first demonstrated them as I first presented them uh, to a, to a live audience and two I want to show that you know you don't have to be an expert you don't have to be you don't have to know everything you just have to have an idea and you have to be willing to present that idea and show that concern um, to be able to to step forward with this I think some you know something that I heard. Uh, earlier today, I believe maybe it was yesterday, is people aren't going to care what you know until they know that you care. And I think that's so important to know when it comes to addressing veteran suicide is you don't have to know everything. People just have to be confident that you care enough uh, that you're constant, you're you're always coming forward with a new idea or something to consider. So this video, it's my talk. Um, I talked on veteran suicide to the American Legion Auxiliary uh, DC conference this past spring. I've mentioned it a few times. I've even sent out it. Uh, if you if you were a Kickstarter uh, backer, you got access to this video earlier. But if you go to one too many project slash start here. One word, so O N E, the number two, manyproject.com slash start here, one word. Um, you will see a handful of things that sort of lets you get familiar with the project, um, listening to the first episode, etc. Number three is watch this video. The video is right there for you to, 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 to watch. Let me know what you think about it. If you have a question regarding the video or anything else that I've brought forward here, um, you know, you can. Uh, you know, you can bring bring those questions forward on that same page at the bottom. There's a um, an ask a question option. Also on the right hand side of the page is the tab that says ask a question. Please bring forward any questions you have about suicide, the veteran space, mental and emotional health, this project, anything that sort of surrounds this whole idea. I would love the opportunity to address them on the Friday Q&A that comes out each and every week where I answer one or two questions that have that have come forward. Thank you for listening. It really means a lot to me that you take a to- take the time out of your day to listen to these stories, to listen to my reflections, to hear my the answers to the questions that people are bringing to me. It really means a lot to me. Time is valuable, and uh, it's just it's it's touching knowing that you chose to spend your time with me and Chris here today.
O-N-E, the number two, manyproject.com. One Too Many Project is also the Twitter handle, Facebook, etc. Thank you for listening. I'll see you on Wednesday with the Momentary Reflections.